0: doing today Tom?
1: Man I'm doing all right. I I just had a bunch of guests leave Uh, this whole last week since Sunday. I had uh, birding friends in town.
0: You had a couple guys over at your place?
1: Yeah I had my friend Jeff from the ABA came in on Saturday night and we went out and did a a Christmas count with a big group of people out at Lake Jordan. to we count as many species and what they try to do at the same time every year to see how the species are doing. How are the species doing? You know, there's trouble in the birding world. Uh, There's stuff that people understand and there's stuff that people don't understand. I need to know more. Um, You know, the big, say the population has dropped 30% in the last 50 years of birds. Um, General bird population or specific species? General bird population. And they blame it on many factors, environmental development and house cats.
0: House cats, yeah, they're they're killers,
1: and that's the one that I don't have under control of my house because I have a house cat that lives outside, and that's frowned upon in the birding world.
0: Does your cat ever bring you offerings of birds? It has,
1: yeah, it has, and um, you know, this is I'm not going to change that in my house. We're just going to grandfather it out, and the cat dies. We won't get another outdoor cat. But there's different issues of things that happen. They're they're also migrating different patterns sometimes up when they're going north and south to where you may not see as many of the species here, but now they see more of them over there. That's happening a lot, but this count helps the scientists see the research by going out and doing it. So we did that on Sunday. On Monday we went and I had Jason Ward who does a show called Birds of North America. And then I had Jeff from the American Bird Association and myself met with Blue Cross Blue Shield. My point is to try to get them to help finance a project I'm working on called Your Birding Story. Your birding story is something that I put together over the last year, kind of in my mind, and what's missing from the birding world and what would be something, a tool that people would use that would also help other people who are interested in in birding. Because my whole push through the club and everything I'm doing is to share the therapeutic values of birding with as many people as I possibly can.
0: How was, uh, how, how receptive to that idea was Blue Cross Blue Show?
1: Very. It was. It was really, really successful. I had reached out to a friend of mine who knew people at Blue Cross Blue Shield and said, hey, I'd like to get a meeting. Got them. They brought on a guy who kind of makes these decisions and a social media guy. And we sat down in a room and kind of went around to tell my story. They told it. And they're really interested. I don't know how yet, but um, they came to the bird club meeting, which is the next night. And they're like, yeah, we're going to get something going. Probably hey, have The D-Town Town
0: bird club meeting that you had going on?
1: Yeah. And so, so this is Monday, we do that meeting. And then the next day, I had arranged to have films made of five different people. So myself and Jason and Jeff and another young lady named Lauren and another woman who's been birding for a short time. And we all made these videos. Rain Bennett helped us do it. And they look like they're going to be great, like really good. And I want these videos to put on the site that I'm trying to get built called Your Burning Story, where you can share written stories or pictures or artwork or poetry or podcast, or videos, or whatever. Because different people express themselves different ways. And so somebody who may be shy to do a video would like to write their story. And then these can be inspirational stories for other people who get into birding. And the idea is that Blue Cross Blue Shield could say, hey, like I was when I asked for a pill for help, they say, hey, if you've gotten out and found a hobby outside, it's really good. Here's a site you can go to and check that out. You might like birding. And then send people this way. Because my pitch to Blue Cross Blue Shield is like, you know, between you and me, we spent a hundred thousand dollars in two and a half years trying to fix my head. And the thing that seemed to work the best was birding. So, Hey,
0: well, birding, you know, it gives you time outside in nature. It it de-stresses you, acts as a meditation, uh, just moving around and exercising, you know, getting the birds all the, and then there's all this acceptance for the efficacy of like non-traditional medicine. Now
1: people are very receptive to that at this point. So it's time is right. The part that I want to talk about a little bit today is I have all these little things going and burning that I'm trying to put together in this one package. And a lot of people are like, wow, Tom's got this energy. He just is going and he's doing it. And to an extent, that's true. But it's a lot of work, too. I'm kind of orchestrating something that's really f-ing hard. And I'm taking a chance. I'm putting my own money into it. And I'm trying to find someone to sponsor it. So I'm pushing it. You know, I was so Tired and drained at the after the meeting because I'd been doing you know a bird count, a pitch videos the bird club i was like exhausted and just freaking and, and we
0: worked out on monday morning and we
1: worked out on monday how morning. was how was
0: jeff after the workout i was a little concerned he had meetings and whether or not he'd be able to stand up and move
1: oh we, we were birding the next day too And jason got in town just the three of us and he was walking on the bridge going oh god my thighs are killing me <laughs> and i go yeah mine too i expected to be worse the next day but they weren't worse the next day but it was good to start our week out that way you know with a bang in a positive way I have a little anxiety today you know kind of a little extra going back to work and some things kind of caught me off guard back to rise back to rise but it's also just the follow-up of like wow if i can pull this off that's going to be a great thing for a lot of people in the birding world a lot of other people that bird and there's a little bit of pressure that i'm putting on self on myself or putting on myself which i tend to do which can cause me to go back into some negative things so when i was at the bird club meeting there's a a person there who's really big in the birding world, big in the other clubs. And he says, I just got to ask you a question. It's the first meeting he'd come to. He said, why didn't you just participate in the other birding clubs instead of starting your own birding club? And I go, well, I'm a member of three birding clubs, New Hope, too, and I'm on the membership committee there. But I really wanted to look at birding from a different angle that you guys weren't looking at, and that was the therapeutic values, and that's what's really important to me. And it would have taken me a long time to get those clubs to shift their...
0: To be able to shift the focus internally, right. yeah.
1: And we don't have one in Durham. And he's like, okay, I guess I'm going to talk more about it. He's like, well, you're getting all these big shot birders to come here. You know, how are you doing that? And I said, well, I pay him a little bit, but more or less, I'm getting to know him. He's like, okay, we got money to spend and we'd like to have you talk. And I said, I'm all for that, man. I'm just trying to spread this message. So So this
0: was the Chapel Hill Club?
1: He's a member of the Chapel Hill Bird Club and the New Hope Audubon. He's been a president and vice president of him. He's been around for a long time. He's a great guy, really passionate about it. But I'm coming from it from a different angle. And we had 75 people show up to the bird club meeting the other day. And we had a really, a lot of young people, people of color, a lot of women. It's more diverse. And there's something, and then some people told me, this is great. I like this format that you're trying to do here. And
0: What was different about the format you were doing with D-Town versus New Hope and Audubon bird club, and Chapel Hill Bird Club?
1: Well, number one, we have beer and wine. <laughs> that that loosens it up. That, that loosens it, it up. We're in a pretty hip place at the WeWork building. Um, I bring in speakers that are pretty big names in the birding world. We have a lot of younger people. It's not formal. I have a friend who who comes in and talks about it a little bit at the beginning, then I talk about it, and then turn it over to Jeff, and then Jeff introduces Jason.
0: And this this is Jeff uh, Gordon, the race car driver.
1: No, no, the other Jeff Gordon, the, the bird driver. The way I opened up the meeting was, all right, first order of business. This guy's been great. He's taken so many people out birding. He guides these trips every weekend. He shares his knowledge with everybody. And he just set the Durham County big year record with 182 birds. Let's hear everybody give a round of applause to Jeff Capel. And Jeff was totally caught off guard, you know, and I gave him the game wingspan, and he's like, I didn't expect this. You give me some more. I'm like, no, it's cool. We want to celebrate this because you don't have to travel the world to do this. You can do it right into the county. And it's awesome that you did it. I said, how do you do it? You know, and he told them. And it was great. We celebrated that. Where the other clubs may have said, man, Jeff just set the record, yay, and moved on. We made kind of a bigger deal of it. So there's that. There's intangibles that. You know, aren't any other ones? The other ones, they know everybody so well that, you know, it's just another bird club meeting too. It sounds to me,
0: and, and this could be wrong, but it sounds to me like you're more interested in the connection with the other individuals maybe than just the act of, of birding. And I'm saying that with quotes, but.
1: I am. And it, the point I'm trying to make is to maybe share with people is people like me who are pushing it in drivers it seems natural and it seems easy but it's not easy you know and there's a a lot of pressure to make this kind of work and come together because jason ward's really excited about some possibilities some possibilities maybe with sponsorship through blue cross blue shield jeff man if we can get blue cross blue shield in with the aba this would be great i mean he's seeing the pictures and putting everybody at the table together aba
0: is the old american basketball association
1: The American Birding Association. Okay, gotcha. Anyways, there's a lot of stress and anxiety kind of going in my head over this, and it was a great week. It was an awesome week, but I got to follow through, and sometimes I put so much on my plate that I can't follow through, and I crash, and I'm just trying to find the center of this. Sounds like you need to go birding
0: by yourself. (laughs)
1: Probably. Well, I'm getting ready to go birding. I go to Austin this weekend, but next Thursday, I leave on a long trip. I go down to... To South Carolina and bird with the club for a while with some people, and then I go down to Florida and I go to Space Coast and I bird down there. And in between, I'll be birding some by myself. So, ten days of birding.
0: Do you do you ever get out like in in the thick of it in the woods like with the binocular? Almost, I, I'm, I'm envisioning like hunting. Do you ever get in and like like try to stalk into a position to get a shot? And
1: I follow I was talking about it the other day. I followed. I followed birds deep into the woods a few times, trying to figure out what it was. They kind of moved away from me and stuff. And that's kind of fun. You get lost in that. And I like that. And I really haven't done that lately.
0: Do you have any um, tips or techniques that you've found or developed just for being able to to do that more or less successfully? I'm thinking specifically more or less uh, silently or stealthily. I'm I'm looking at it from a ninja point of view.
1: Right. I don't know if I really have, if I judge myself about watching other people bird too, maybe I stick to a bird a little longer than they do. And they're like, oh, I went away. Maybe no I,
0: persistence, the, the perseverance.
1: Yeah, I may follow a bird a little further to figure it out as you
0: get that shot. How do you find yourself learning how to do that? Do, do you emulate somebody else? Do you Do you get in there and directly ask them? Do you jump in and stumble your way through something? Like when, when you're trying to learn something new, like birding or how to create the ultimate biscuit or righteous chicken like do
1: you just i have these and this is probably i'm not ever really going to be a great birder because i don't have that persistent desire to learn to be the best at that nor with food am i the same but i'm someone who comes at something with so much energy at the beginning that it it's a little different like there's i want a bird and i want to be respected I want to find this many birds But I bird with other people who are like, this is what I've been doing to learn bird sounds. I'm walking around with my eyes closed. And I've been doing that for three months. And now I know the calls of so many birds. I'm like, I respect the f*** out of that. But that's not me. I'm going to have a hard time doing that. But I can get a lot of people excited to come to a bird club meeting. You know, I can get some projects going. So I look at mine as not so much what you're saying is becoming the ultimate birder, but becoming the ultimate promoter of birding, maybe more about me. I enjoy birding with different people who have different techniques, but I don't necessarily want to go down the roads they go down.
0: I have a saying when it comes to martial arts that specialization is for insects. We need to be good at a broad range, a wide range of skill sets, and not be like, I guess in a, a birding perspective, not just great at listening to the sounds of the birds and identifying by their song, or sneaking up, or the best photography, but you got to be able to do all of it.
1: Yeah. And for me, as a Pied Piper, it's not being embarrassed of how people look at me for being that way. I think I'm sure there's moments this guy, who <laughs> this guy? I thought I like, well, look what he's doing. You know, I'll take that. Look what he's doing. That's where I'm trying to go.
0: Anytime I have to learn something new, the first thing I try to figure out is who do I have that I have access to? That has the skill that I'm looking to acquire and does it well. You know, if I want to um, learn about how to use kettlebells, who do I know that has uh, access to kettlebells and has um, produced results from them? Like they they look a certain way. Or if I wanted to uh, learn jujitsu, okay. who do I have uh, in, the, or who can I find, or who can I get in contact with? I, I for me, mentors are the 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 easiest way for me to successfully learn something i'm not great reading it to be honest i can read and it can reinforce something but i don't pick up a ton of skill from from printed word and watching videos are cool but you get that one take and you don't always get all the nuance that you need but having a person that can show me something tell me something and then i can ask specific questions too i'm a slow learner i don't i don't pick up anything fast so I need somebody that I can have repeated access to. So for me, that's finding the right mentor. And I've been lucky in my life to have a lot of good mentors with martial arts specifically, meditation, business, um, spiritual matters, things like that.
1: So, so when you get into something, when do you realize how far you want to get into it? Like for me with birding, there's a, I, I kind of know I don't want to be the best birder, but with teaching people to connect a little bit more with themselves that i wanted to go deeper in
0: i'm with you man i i I like i like fishing i like this japanese style fly fishing but i have a limited amount of time and 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 i enjoy doing it but i don't know that it's ever going to be that high on my priority list um i like hunting and i have some people that i have access to that could like really build up my knowledge of hunting and i could devote a lot more time to it but i don't know that I'm, I'm gonna.
1: So what's high on your list?
0: Martial arts. It's always been high on my list. I am. Um, I think specifically back to like what are those skills that I may need in the worst case scenario, and that's what got me going. You know, I had some bully incidences and things like that. I had some real things that happened to me when I was younger that pushed me to have a lot of interest in martial arts, and um, and now I see beyond the self-defense stuff there's so many attributes and so many benefits from training martial arts and it you know i'm i'm 40 and it's it's kept me young i look at a lot of folks that i uh, graduated high school with and i look at a lot of folks that graduate high school um, later than me and i look significantly younger i feel significantly younger um and that's having a son, having a lot of stuff left that I want to
1: do in my life, that's really important to me. So do you think that that it plays in that that's one of the reasons you do it? It's just one of the benefits?
0: I started out as one of the benefits, but now it continues. Now it's one of those reasons to continue because it's been such a strong benefit. The uh, meditation has been one of my favorite things that uh, was just a part of martial arts to me, but now it's almost a separate practice, and it's just now it's like, I'd say 15 years after I've started doing it sporadically and paying attention, like now I'm seeing the results from it. Now I'm getting to that point where if I find myself getting stressed and starting to act, um, in an emotion and unnecessarily emotionally intense way, I, I realize it and I can take a few deep breaths and back down and sort of disassociate and think more clearly. And yeah, you know, didn't plan on that being a big thing, but because of the benefit of it, now it's taken a higher priority and it's something that I make time for about every day.
1: So do you have to be disciplined to make yourself disciplined to do it? I mean, do you find in that this takes
0: effort? It took discipline at first, but that discipline produced a result that got me fired up and created motivation so i've got I've got motivation now, so it's 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 not hard for me to make time to train. It's not hard for me to make time to meditate um, because I know what's gonna happen because of it. There was a time, and and there's there's plenty of days, right? It it was a little bit hard for me to go to my second jujitsu class today. Tuesday, I had a dump truck full of rocks delivered to my house and I had to spread them with a rake. It was eight tons of gravel. I had to spread over a long driveway and to make this base for a shed and to do all this other stuff. And i can barely move today so it was it took discipline to go to my second jiu-jitsu class but when i left i was loose and i felt good now i'm like i'm sort of motivated to go back to the dojo later and do some more stuff tonight I can I can hear in your voice and see it in your face when you're talking about the effort that you're putting out to make all of these things happen. What are you going to do to reinvigorate, re-energize, sort of take care of yourself as you're going through this?
1: Well, I'm starting on trying to talk to my, to my wife more about where my head is. And I haven't been really great about that until it's like been kind of too late. I'm also, I meditate and try to be more disciplined about doing it daily. And I also pray. And so all these things kind of collectively are helping me to an extent, but mostly right now, I think I'm relying on the connection with my wife when I to start talking about this just a little bit more than we have in the past when I'm feeling a lot of anxiety. What are you doing about that uh, gravel gravel movement soreness that you have? Ice cold showers. <sighs>
0: That's how you fix it. You know, you roll your ankle and uh, you put ice on it or whatever. Like when I take a shower now, I hate it. Now, this takes discipline. But I get in there and I, I, you know, wash like normal. But then I grab the knob and I turn it all the way cold. Yeah, it's hard. And I turn backwards so that it hits me on my spine. And I look at my watch and I try to stay in it for three minutes. And it's awful. (laughs) <laughs> it's so awful but when i'm done i'm either numb and i feel better or there's actual physical effect and i feel better there's a reduction in inflammation and the other thing that i've started doing is since i've moved i'm going outside i've got um some flagstones that i laid down this was another bunch it was a ton of flagstones i laid down three times i took them down picked them back up didn't like how they were and moved them around But I go out and I sit on my flagstone patio uh, barefoot and I put my foot on the flagstone. And I don't know that it's legit, but there's this whole concept of grounding and, uh, you know, releasing your static electricity in the earth and negative ion exchange. But they've proven over and over and over again that the placebo effect is real. So I believe that it reduces my inflammation when I meditate barefoot on the earth. So I go and do that. So that's my plan. I'm going to take a cold shower maybe put on my fanny pack, go out to the flagstones and meditate.
1: <laughs> Rock on, man. If you're feeling down now, here's inspiration.
0: So today's inspiration is a quote that we say regularly in our jujitsu classes. We get in and we, we grapple and we roll and quite often you have to tap out and then people's minds you lose, but we always say in jiu-jitsu you either win or you learn, there's no loss. It's just a lesson. A win provides validation. Like when you're successful, like hell yeah, you did something right, great, good job, move on. When you lose, that's when the introspection is prompted. That's when the, the questions that you need to be asking are formulated. So don't be afraid to try something out. Don't be afraid to fail. Sucking at something is the first step at being good at something.